Hey, this is Rachel True, and you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, welcome to GGR Pirate Radio. It's another episode tonight. It's going to be me and MC running things this evening. Uh, Steve might be joining us a little bit later. He has a, uh, a church function that he has to attend to, uh, so hopefully we'll get him to drop in in a little bit. But um, it's going to be the two of us, which honestly, for what this show is going to be about, I don't think that's going to be a bad thing because I don't think Steve would have much to say. So <laughs> it's it's going to be pretty celebratory, to, to say the least. It, it's we're, we're teasing it right now. We, we will get into it after the intro. Um, but what I wanted to do is, is I wanted to devote the cold open to a friend of mine, uh, an informer uh, podcasting associate that used to uh, that we used to work with and we used to cross promote and all that stuff uh, in our earlier days with GGR Pirate Radio. Uh, guy's name and he, and you would have heard him on the epi- uh, on the show and I'm I'm gonna play a clip uh, of him here in just a minute. Uh, he went by Hill Hippie and he had his own show on a uh, another podcast network and uh, his real name was was Devin Morgan and Devin tragically passed away uh this past weekend uh he was walking home from a concert and he was hit by a car and he was killed and it's things like that that like you never think something like that is going to happen to somebody you know you know like it sounds awful but like you know somebody gets cancer and and they and they die it's it's, it's tragic but it's you almost get numb to it you almost get used to it it's just something that happens but something like this like like a traffic accident like it just doesn't seem like this is something that happens anymore like it it was just very out of nowhere and very very sad too because Devin was a great person he he was a a kind giving thoughtful person and and I want to tell a story about him real quick here um in the place that we used to broadcast with uh, I would go there Friday nights and we would record live from there I'm sure you guys remember listening to episodes uh, while we were there there was one night that I was really under the weather. Like my, my throat was sore. I was coughing. I was congested. I just didn't feel well, but I'm a big believer in, you know, the show go, show must go on. And Devin, uh, was the roommate of the guy who owned the studio that we were recording in. And Devin heard me coughing and he, and he popped in right before I was recording. And he was like, Hey man, you do, you're doing all right. I hear you coughing. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. And he's like, well, I put on a pot of tea for you. And I'm like, all right, dude, you didn't have to do that. That I'm, I'm fine. I got water. I'll be okay. He's like, no, I, I know, but I, I figured it. You know, it might make you feel better. It might make you sound a little bit better. You know, clear your throat up a little bit. And like, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about when I say thoughtful and caring. Is how many people do you know that would actually do something like that? Who would actually take the time and the effort to go out of their way to make sure that that somebody was taken care of? And that's the kind of person that he was. And it, it was he was just a great guy. He was a great guy. He was a good friend. And um, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him a lot. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and play his clip uh, from when he was on the show. And, and let me tell you, he was on with me and Rambo. Um, MC, you had gotten to meet him, too, as well. Um, but, like, he blew me away with how, in, how intelligent and thoughtful he was in something that doesn't seem like it would be a very intelligent, thoughtful um, process. It, we were talking about mushrooms. It was just like it was such a good conversation that we had about mushrooms of all things. Um, but go here's uh, here's the clip from uh, from when Hill Hippie was on GGR Pirate Radio from 
Overland Dreams on Otherland Dreams. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Every time. Every time. I don't Except even... earlier. I know. When you caught yourself and didn't say it. No. But this time when it's official, when it's live and it's well on the podcast. Done. Yeah, when, know, it's, right? when, it's, when it's to be recorded and then, you know, yeah. reheard. I'm not even going to edit it. I don't even care. No. Like, well, I do. It's other land. As yes. in, there's a land, this and then the there's other. a whole nother yeah. land. The other land. Yes. The other land dreams. Oh, so you're not, you're not saying utter land like a land full of cows, cows. that are be, about to be milked. Hey, this look, I'm all about teats in every way, but that's not the <laughs> land I'm talking about on that show. <laughs> different show, different radio station. Growing up, I was ex- an extreme introvert. Really? Even into the... And into my adult phase in my early 20s, I was an extreme introvert. <laughs> I ended up getting a job that put me in bars and private clubs repairing jukeboxes, poker machines, illegal poker machines, and shit like that. The best kind night. of poker machines. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ones that actually paid out. <laughs> and I was forced to, you know, get outside of my comfort zone, get out of my bubble, and start talking to people. And I just developed that over the course of several years. And now, when Man, man, ass is like, yeah, man, I'll help you out. Sure. And I found out this is really enjoyable. It's really fun. And I'm really glad that it, I was able to land a spot in here and become part of this network and yeah. meet all you wonderful people. I'm still questioning you, Rainbow, yet, but that's, that's beside should. the point. <laughs> that, that doesn't go away, by the way. No. Oh, okay. Cool. So it's not just me. Yeah. No, I've known Phil the longest. Phil, should you feel I, comfortable around I, me? I, um. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your, your confidence level seems to be waning with every. As, yeah. as he knows that, like Rambo has like Phil's grandmother in a basement somewhere, like duct taped. Like, yeah. We might have had a prior conversation about things. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> really. may, words may have exchanged. <laughs> and baskets of lotion. I hope not. <laughs> Perhaps not. But that's none of our business. I keep wanting to call you by your real name, and I don't want to do that because I don't want to blow you up on the, on the internet. But, but Hill Hippie, um, what like other than other than the things that you are broadcasting about, what else are you into? Like, what kind of things? Because I know, like, because we interact obviously when we're not on the radio when we're here at the studio, right? And I know you're into some other things, but like of those things, like, what kind of things are you willing to tell us about that you're oh. into? And guys, it's nothing; it's illegal. It's actually pretty cool like, the stuff that he's into. Yeah, mostly I'm an open book. I mean, I just. I came up with the Hill Hippie, uh, what would it, pseudonym? Yeah. Uh, just because I'm on air with a guy who calls himself Madman Lowercase. Uh, yeah. I, I want a cool name too, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, I was born and raised in West Virginia, so I'm a hillbilly by birth and raising. And I've become a hippie by personal choice and growth over the past 40 years of my life. So that just seemed like hey, that fits because i've got these some conservative views and some extremely liberal views that you know they really don't mesh for even when you think of somebody you know he, oh, that's a hillbilly well, that's a hippie well hold your horses there i believe in sanctifying all life but i got no problem going out and uh, to the woods and hunting a deer and taking that thing home <laughs> and skin it and eating it <laughs> but uh for personally my what i like to do i'm a humongous fan of science uh, when I'm <clears throat> researching my segment on the show called uh, Hill Hippie's Garden, Madman named it, not me. <laughs> I, I'm watching all these different science episodes uh, on YouTube or whatever I can get my hands on, double checking facts. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that just fascinates me, watching the study of 
NASA, what they're finding out, watching uh, the studies of Dr. Emoto and how he's finding out thoughts and emotions can actually affect the crystallization process of water. Wow. Yeah, it's, I can't remember the episode uh, specifically that I referred to that one on, but it's it's fascinating work. Well, one of the things that fascinated me, am I, am I allowed to talk about like your, your pet project you got going on in the refrigerator? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So when um, when I first really? met... Really? That's how you want to start that segment? Yeah, I'm so, I'm so curious. <laughs> right? And that, and that, my friends, is how you do a tease. So... <laughs> so You're almost as good as a woman at that. I, 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 I aim to please. What can I say? I even shaved my legs for tonight's episode. Um, so... <laughs> so... When I first met Hill Hippie, he was telling me about growing mushrooms. And this sounds mm. weird. Like, you're just like, oh, well... You don't have to do anything. You just, you know, like, don't mow your grass for a while. You'll grow some mushrooms. You'll be Tail fine. beer. Right? Exactly. Um, but he started explaining to me the process of actually growing them for, like, for edible mushrooms. Like, for, a, I guess you could call it a garden of mushrooms. Or, or what would the term be for? A, a flush is actually what they call a crop of mushrooms. A flush of mushrooms. Flush of okay. Mushrooms. And it's such an involved process. It's not like if you wanted to grow tomatoes where it's like, here, dig a hole dump the seeds in, water it, put that little cage thing so it has something to climb up because it's vines. It, it's so much more involved. And it was fascinating to me. And then we ended up having a conversation about Star Trek Discovery because in the first season of Star Trek Discovery, the whole concept of travel that the Discovery can use that's faster than warp drive is the mycelial network that runs through the entire galaxy. So they can get from one point to another instantaneously because they're using this network of spores and mushrooms, essentially. Uh, mycelium, technically. Mycelium, okay, not mycelial, okay, mycelium. Well, mycelial refer, uh, refers to the entire network of mycelium, it's plural. Mycelium is the, if you've ever plucked a mushroom out of the ground in your yard and you've seen those tiny little thread-like structures that are coming off the bottom yeah that's mycelium that's okay. actually the fungus body itself that's the actually think of it this way the mushroom is the apple those little threads of mycelium are the tree oh because okay. the mushrooms themselves are just how they get their spores out there like the apple has the seeds the mushrooms have the spores wow didn't think you were gonna get this sort of education on GGR, did you guys? <laughs> I'm just I just called it a shroom drive, but that makes so much more sense and more fancy. There you go. <laughs> I like to put on airs. What can I say? Come for the fart jokes. <laughs> stay for the education. <laughs> you know, the standard shrooms are the uh, the psilocybin uh, family of mushrooms, with the most commonly grown being psilocybin cubensis, are so easy to grow that you can actually grow them out of uh, half pint jars in your closet. Most of the work that I'm trying to do, I, I go, I, let's face it, I'll be honest. Yeah, I started there. I've grown me some magic mushrooms, and I've enjoyed me some magic mushrooms. But I just started I looking at that. appreciate you sticking that up front. So. I, I, I've started looking at that process, and I already had a, a side hobby where I go out into the woods constantly and have been looking and finding edible gourmet mushrooms that you cannot find in the grocery stores. And I started thinking about that. It's like, well, what would it take to start growing? Let's say I love this chicken of the woods mushroom. It's usually grow uh, the smallest one I've ever found has been a two pound mushroom, with the largest one being close to ten pounds. Jesus one Christ. mushroom, and it tastes like chicken, and it's got the same stringy fiber as chicken. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's, really good. Yeah, it's, it's like how can oh. I grow this at home instead of having to wait until the summer or the spring, then find the right tree that's actually infected with the mushroom, uh, the mycelium, and then it produced the mushroom and me find it before some other jackass comes out into the woods and finds it. So I was like, well, shit, I'll just 
take some of the spores, collect some of the spores, put them in the jar. It didn't work. So I found a book by Paul Stamets, the guy, which is the guy who they they named the engineer on Discovery after. Exactly. Yeah. I found a book by him about growing gourmet and medicinal mushrooms. Yeah. So I read that. Then I read another one of his books, which was the Mushroom Cultivator. And then I started, you know, re- getting more and more into him, following him on YouTube, and finding out how much of a scientific process it is. And I was like, this is fascinating. In fact, I just finished uh, last weekend building my laminar flow hood, which is a <clears throat> very large air scrubber, for a lack of a better term, or just to dumb it down a little bit. It's a two by a two foot by two foot uh, air filter, a HEPA filter that. Removes 99.9% of the contaminants out of the air down to 0.3 microns in size. Mushroom spores, mold spores, most bacteria can't get through this filter. So when I plug that thing in and turn it on, I let it run in the room that I'm going to be doing my work in for about an hour. Yeah. All contaminants are removed from the air. So I know when I'm doing my sanitation work, where I'm creating this perfect environment for this these fungi to grow, they don't have to worry about other contaminants getting in their way. Because when, let's say... Uh, <clears throat> Pleurotus, uh, Pleurotus orangi, or the oyster mushroom, yeah. gets into a jar and some uh, black mold, I can't think of the name, uh, the scientific name for it at the moment, yeah. get into the same environment. When they meet each other on the food, they're going to fight. And they're going to start creating uh, antibodies against each other, the same way that they found penicillin. It was discovered because of mushrooms meeting other bodies that they were trying to fight off. Yeah, They're spending energy doing that. Well, the uh, Pleurotus orangi or the oyster mushroom is one of the strongest ones out there. It can kill most anything, but all that energy it's spent killing off a competitor is energy it doesn't have to produce a large flush of mushrooms. So by reducing all the contaminants in this perfect environment, because you can grow some nasty shit if you're not careful, is now, instead of fighting, is producing a much larger flush. I mean, I... Again... To think that people are just like, oh, let's just put them on a salad, and like it's there's there there's so much there's so much more complexity to it than that's that. A that's a whole another rant and something that people, you know, our listeners. Let me do you all a favor right now. Don't put raw mushrooms on your salads. Don't eat raw mushrooms. Period. It's not going to hurt you, but there is a chemical compound in there called chitin. It's the same chemical compound that. Uh, insect exoskeletons are made out of your body can't break it down you're not getting the full uh, nutritional value from your mushrooms if you're eating them raw you're basically eating part of it like an exoskeleton of an insect and it's going through your system by cooking them at uh, don't uh, when you saute saute at high temperatures and quickly once they start releasing a little bit of uh, liquid pull them off they're done wow okay I wasn't expecting any of this. This but is not this, a conversation I expected, but it's not unwelcome in the slightest. No, because like now I know how to – I'm excited because we've been putting them in um, – we've been cutting back our meat consumption. Like we, we talked about this before. Like mm-hmm. we've cut back our meat consumption in our family like by like a ridiculous amount. We have very small amounts of meat now in our house just for health reasons. Mm-hmm. And we've been eating a lot more mushrooms. I hated them when I was a kid, but now I really enjoy them. And I've been looking for more ways to use them. Pff, now I got some ideas. So like I'm I'm excited about this. Um I want you guys to check his stuff out because I enjoy speaking to the Hill Hippie every time I come here. I make a point of like, even after my shows, if we don't get to talk while I'm recording, I make a point of like talking like before I leave uh, leave the studio. Great guy to talk to. Great guy to listen to. 
All right, guys. So again, that was um, it was the Hill Hippie when he was on our episode of uh, GGR Pirate Radio. So uh, Devin Morgan, rest in peace, buddy. Well, we're definitely going to miss you. But on that note, I, I do. Uh, I'm going to play one of it was it was actually ironic. Uh, well, not ironic. I'm sorry. Wrong word. It was interesting that uh, Steve's favorite band, uh, Dream Theater, was also Devin's favorite band, Dream Theater. So we're going to give uh, a little Devin tribute here after uh, playing his clip from uh, from his episode uh, when he was with us. Yeah.